You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. I'm Courtney. I'm Allison. And we're Courtney and Allison, and this is the Double X-Files, a podcast that is sometimes about the X-Files. Today, we're going to talk about martyr. (laughs) Yeah, martyr. So many. That's murder, not martyrs. No. Uh, so many, so many murders. Lots of murders, lots of historical murders. Some, uh, really, it all happened in one year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then one that happened in 1991 that was not widely publicized. No. Because it was of an alien. Yes. I just realized I got lipstick on this mic. I'm sorry. How dare you do that to Skinner's <laughs> robot dick? When I try to deep throat the mic when we record... That's, I guess, it just left a little yeah, rainbow. Left a little mark. A little rainbow there. <laughs> a little rainbow party. One person rainbow party. Oh, boy. Oh, guys, young kids. Hey, Google Google rainbow parties. <laughs> oh, no. Do it. Anyway, um, yeah, this is one of the episodes I actually enjoyed. Yeah, and this is also an episode, um, oh, we're talking about season four, episode seven, Musings of a Cigarette Smoking Man. So this is actually quite a popular episode. Is it? Yeah, people quite like this episode, and I, I do see why, you know? I wasn't, I had some qualms with it. Yeah. We'll get into the, what those qualms are. You always have them qualms. Uh, I always got those qualms. You got a lot of them. Uh, but uh, yeah, overall, I did enjoy it quite a lot. You know why I loved it? Why? It only featured the voice of David Duchovny, um, but not the actual person. And can I say, that take was so fresh. That was very good. Yeah, I like that a lot. <laughs> that was my favorite episode so far. <laughs> I, want, I don't want to say we're anti-Mulder, but we no, are... No, we want to say that. 100% we, anti-Mulder. Please tell us about all the episodes where he doesn't appear physically, and we'll be on board. Oh, yeah. With those episodes... That would be make that would probably make the double X files pretty short, huh? Yeah, it just super would, and we get very like confused. Two episodes, nice. No, wasn't he gone? Didn't David Duchovny like say see ya? The like the last. Oh episode? yeah, there's like two seasons or something. <gasps> you mean we get two seasons of No Mulder? I think we might just Skelly No Mulder, but it's like right at the end. We got a ways to go. Oh. God, you calculated where our halfway point was, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Is this season four or season five? Do you remember? Uh, it's in season five. <sighs> I'm sorry, my friend. The road is long. Yep. So is much long. Mm-hmm. Give me that good, good Netflix description. Okay, Allison. I thought that was going to rhyme, but it did not. <laughs> no. I tried. It's uh, too early. <laughs> so here's the description from uh, Netflix for season four, episode seven, Musings of a Cigarette Smoking Man. A lone gunman member is targeted for extermination after he uncovers information linking the Cancer Man to several assassinations. Now, I think we have to clear some things up. Yes. We are we are not professionals, so we do not claim to accurately take count of what our prediction points are. Yes, that's true. Uh, because... Two episodes ago, we were at a half point for me and zero points for you. Yes. And then magically a half point appeared, appeared out you, of nowhere. For you. Inside of my pants. Like. Um, yeah. So. 
I think there's a conspiracy, Allison. You're relying on my goldfish-like uh, uh, memory <laughs> to try to sneak in half points. I think I actually just totally con- got confused last episode. <laughs> but I think you deserve at least a half point for this episode. Yeah. Because you did say that Daddy Deep Throat I did. is going to come at you. Yeah, I and did he, say that. He came at us. Now, what was my other prediction point? Was it for... <laughs> no, no, if you can't remember... Hey, new role. <laughs> New if role. you can't remember, you don't get a point? If you can't remember? Because I think, I think I do remember, and I think it was that it was going to be flashbacks. And I think there were flashbacks. Now, The X-Files has taught me to, quote, trust no one. <laughs> okay. But I do trust you. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure that pretty was what sure. I... I'm pretty sure... So let's put you at a whole half point, then. I'm sorry, you mean a whole point? A whole... Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I got a whole point for this one. A whole half point. And I have a whole half point. You have a whole half point. I have a whole point. Whole whole point. I have two whole half points. <laughs> Whoa, them's math. <laughs> so you are leading. Yes, I'm leading you by one whole half point. Do you... <laughs> what do we get if we win? Treats. Treats. We haven't talked about what kind of treats we're going to have yet. Oh. Mm. It's going to be summertime, right? Yeah, no. It's going to be early fall. Is it... When we're done? This season? Yeah. I, uh, 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 we're on episode seven, man. We got a ways to go. Halloween. So like maybe Halloween. Oh, we could do a Halloween treat. Maybe Halloween treats. The other person buys the other person a box of their favorite Halloween candy. Oh, that would be lovely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like them Wonder Bars. Oh, I, you know, I, every year I have a different favorite, but lately I've been on those, uh, crispy, uh, crispy crunches. Oh shit. Yes. Well, I can't wait to do so many more months of this and then get a box of Halloween candy. Hey, you gotta work. You gotta risk it. I hope to I don't. get that biscuit, my friend, wrapped in chocolate. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um. Let's get started. Let's talk about this episode. Let's talk about this episode. It starts with a Henry the Fourth quote. Yeah. What is Henry the Fourth about, Allison? Uh, it's a play. Go on. Uh, it's about Henry the Fourth. And he was a king? Yeah. Of... Uh, England? Yes. <laughs> As you can tell, we are not theater buffs. Well, I was. I, I yeah, you were a theater I kid. I read Shakespeare a lot. Oh, I wanted to be a theater kid. I you think it's more to? accurate. Yeah, but you I, told me about that. I was in drama. I was not good at it. You were in drama. I was right? in drama. I wanted to be Peter Pan. I had green pants. I did not get the part. I had to be Toodles. I think I've told that story before. You didn't tell me you had to be Toodles. Yeah, I had to be Toodles. <laughs> I was on the board of our uh, drama club. Okay, nerd. And I was the head of the improv club and oh, founder geez. member. I know. You know oh, what? Geez. Whose line is it anyway was real hot. Yeah. Can I tell you what our costumes were? Please. So on every time we did an improv show, we took a big bag of my old navy Hawaiian shirts and we no. all each went, yes, we did. <laughs> yes, we did. I also had a lot of Hawaiian shirts right? in, in middle and high school. I think budding queers across yeah. the world. It's <laughs> just breaking out those Hawaiian shirts. It's like it's like non-gender for me. Like it's yeah, like, it totally is. It's like I don't want to be anything. I don't want to choose a gender. I just want to be Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> just let me be Jimmy Buffett until I'm ready. It's it's four o'clock somewhere. It's the Jimmy Buffett queer incubation shirt. <laughs> 
give me my boat drink and oh don't ask me God. any questions. Young queers, give us your Hawaiian short pi- shirt pics. Yeah, please. Give us those hot Hawaiian shirt pics. Let's see them. We want to see... Uh, we want to see the, the colorful birds, the fruits. The naked women. Oh. I found one time I was sitting in, like, chemistry, and I was kind of, like, bored, so I was looking at my shirt. There was a naked woman on one of my shirts. And you didn't get kicked out of school for that? No one noticed. Oh, no. I was a chameleon. <laughs> I was in the back. No one paid attention Just to me. Just blending right in. Blending right in. Oh, your, your shirt nudes. They didn't know what I was. Girl, boy, nothing. Who, who cares? They Jimmy Buffett? Know. Jimmy Buffett? Yes, maybe. <laughs> maybe that's me, Jimmy Buffett, in the back of the class, just waiting on my boat drink. That makes so much more sense. Because I did have, like, a gender identity thing in mm-hmm. high school, and I didn't realize that I just... Wanted to be Jimmy Buffett. Let me tell you, there were fins to the left of you, fins to the right, and you were the only bait in town. What do they call us? Parrot heads? Is that yeah, what they call Yeah, it's parrot us? heads. Okay. Did you hear Jimmy Buffett is opening up a... Um, Retirement you, Yeah, you sent that article. Let me dive into that. Do you think it's always five o'clock there? Oh, yeah. I think they set all the clocks, so it's just always five o'clock. Do you think I wake up to Margaritaville, like this song? And then at dinner, they talk about shrimp a lot. Oh, yeah. yeah. What's the song? Shrimp Boat? Shrimp Boat? Shrimp Boat? Um, and Hamburger in Paradise. So they oh, probably yeah. serve hamburgers, or cheeseburger in paradise. My yeah. bad. Hamburger um, is the prequel. Yeah. <laughs> and then they discover cheese. Did we, did we watch an episode of The X-Files? <laughs> yeah, we did. It was about assassinating people. Let's yeah, talk about okay. it. So, um, yeah, uh, our least favorite Gerblin, Froicky. Um, R.L. Stein. Yeah. He uh, has discovered some new evidence about uh, the smoking man and his past lives. <laughs> he's a cat. He has he's, nine of them. He's got several. Uh, and where he came from in his whole biz. Uh, and meanwhile, the smoking man is sitting in uh, what looks like an abandoned warehouse near the shipping container where the Gerblins live. <laughs> yeah. We discovered that Gerblins live in a shipping container. Which is kind of amazing. They have like a little triple, bu- triple bunk bed in there. Aww. They smell <laughs> really bad. Oh, it smells awful. There's seagulls. They have a pet seagull. Do they? Yeah. What's its name? Um, Fruffles. Oh, I was going to say, like... Captain? The yeah. captain. Yeah, the captain. They cap- call it the captain. Called the, called the captain. They raised it from birth, from an egg. Yeah. Frohecki sat on sat it. Sat on it. <laughs> oh, no. Used his, used his ass warmth to keep this bird alive. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, yeah, the smoking man is using a gun scope. Yeah, he's also listening to them um, on headphones. He has a listening device. And then Frohecki says... And we could tell Mulder and Scully are there because we hear their voices. But Froicky says, like, I'm not saying anything else until you turn on the countermeasures, the audio countermeasures. And they do. And then um, <laughs> Smoking Man just gets, like, static. And then he flips a switch on his little box that says countermeasures filter. And then he can hear them clear as day. I was hoping it would be counter countermeasures. <laughs> I bet you weren't counting on that. There was a little label, too. He made a little label. I know. It was hilarious. It was really good. So when he brings out this gun and the gun scope, I'm very hopeful yeah. that a Gerblin would die today. Uh, yeah. A very special Gerblin. <laughs> the one that has the most sexual abuse charges filed against him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but no. So what it is is the Gerblins are telling a story yes. about the smoking man. And we, uh, we get a black screen with a Chiron that says, part one. And I think there's a quote. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. Um... And what then, would be a good quote? Oh, uh, he who smelt it dealt it. Mm, very good. Yeah. Loved it. Mm-hmm. 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 Because he both smelt it and dealt it yes. in this uh, this first flashback. He is in an army man. He's an army man. He's an army man. An army man. 
And he is bunk bed buddies with Mulder. But Mulder's dad. Mulder's dad? <laughs> Mulder. Now, is this Mulder's biological dad or is this Bill Clinton? This is, <laughs> this is the, I guess, the stepfather. Now, okay. It, here's where the, it gets oh, complicated. The cuckold Mulder? <laughs> Mulder has three fathers. My three dads? My three dads. Um, okay. Okay. In, in our first season, we established that um, Mulder's biological father is Deep Throat. Now, this was just based on purely speculation and us being assholes. And things that we like, stories we like to tell ourselves. Um, and Mulder's uh, stepfather is Bill Clinton. We established that. Um, how did we, hey, how did we establish I that? I don't recall. I think I just put a kibosh on that one. I said, <laughs> that was a stupid joke. Oh, are well. We, are we still carrying it on? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Let's go for um, it. But, so Mulder's stepfather has a, the surname of Mulder, which yes. he passed on to yeah. baby Fox Mulder. Um, and then there's Mulder's possible actual biological dad, the ghost of Ronald Reagan, like, a.k.a. Smoking Man. Now, how do we know that he may be Mulder's biological father? Uh, because we know that he fucked Mulder's mom. <laughs> At their beach house. While Jimmy Buffett was playing. <laughs> he's a parrot head. Oh, he's a parrot head for sure. I tell you what. Um, yeah. And actually, this episode gives us more evidence because the smoking man has a picture of baby Mulder. That he gets in this first part. He gets it from um, stepfather Mulder, who uh, holds it out and shows him. And he says, oh, you know, my little baby. He's so cute. He just said his first words. And his first word was JFK, and I said, that's not a word! It, that's Those are letters! No, no, Allison, it's JFK. JFK. Oh, was, so he was just asking for the JIF peanut butter. Yeah. Okay. The JIF peanut butter? Oh, I'm sorry, is it GIF peanut butter? I don't know, is it? No, there's a peanut butter brand called JIF. Jiffy. Jiffy. It's Jiffy. Is it Jiffy? Yeah, it's Jiffy. Okay. It's not JIF. Am I eating off-brand peanut butter? Yes, I think you are. Oh, I guess no. Jiffy. Peanut butter. Okay. In a jiffy. I Get it's this peanut Like a butter. jiffy lube. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> that's a different thing. That's where I get my peanut butter. I actually prefer Kraft, so. Really? Yeah. I like it. It's like all salty and sweet and like it's got all those preservatives. I go super hipster. I know you do. Atoms or nothing. Ugh, gross. <laughs> like, it I doesn't like, taste like anything. It just tastes like, like peanuts. It doesn't it taste like, like anything else. It tastes like peanuts. That's what peanut butter is supposed to No, be. I want peanut butter to taste like salt and sugar. <laughs> that's what that's what you just add a little sugar to your peanut butter. Well, actually what you I like to, I like to eat is mm. uh, I like toast with peanut butter and then a thin layer of brown sugar on it. Oh, see that's good. So why do you if you have the craft, why do you have to add extra? Uh I'm a, I'm a fatty. <laughs> uh, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a fatty fatty chunko. Uh, uh. <laughs> now, my father my father taught me the Mondo peanut butter sandwich is oh, yeah? what we called it in my family. What is that? It is. Now, you went extra sugary. We go extra butter. Oh, my God. Okay. So, it's peanut butter butter oh. sandwich. No, it's really good. You Break you it ha- down. You have to toast it. Yeah. You write, like, I, and I'm talking right when that toast gets out of the toaster. Uh-huh. You got to slather it in butter. Oh my God. Okay. It, so it butter, melts. You got to melt. The butter has to be melted. Gotcha. I'm on that tip. Then once it's melted complete, you you add the peanut butter on top of the butter. Okay. It is sweet. That's the whole thing. That is it. That is it. Okay. Wow. Open face. Cut it in squares. Done. Interesting. My father has kept alive on that toast for t- well, 65 years. I know your father. He's quite a healthy man. 
Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Okay. Well, he looks healthy. Uh, he doesn't eat vegetables anymore. Ne- neither do I. Oh. <laughs> well, you have issues. Can I get your dad's diet plan? <laughs> Peanut butter toast. Oh, okay, cool. I'm going to make that. Uh, We found out that once all of his children left the nest, he just decided he didn't need to eat vegetables anymore. Yeah, smart man. Potatoes. Oh, that's That's like a vegetable. And he learned very recently when he was like 63 that he likes Brussels sprouts. Oh, I love a Brussels sprout. Yeah. You You and him him get together. Yeah, me and your dad like mesh. Remember when he gave me that tour of your hometown? Their hometown? (laughs) It was my favorite thing. That was on our recent uh, D-Nuts in P-Land trip. <laughs> my dad. One of my favorite things is my dad. Whenever we're in a city, even if it's just me and my sister, he gives tours. Yeah. And he gave a tour of Mount Vernon, Washington to Allison. It was so good. What did you see on that tour, Allison? Do you uh, remember? I saw the place where the uh, Tokyo house burned down. Yeah. Their favorite restaurant. Yeah. No um, longer. It's burnt down. I saw his workplace. Yeah, that's great. Because uh, he had to make sure that the lights were off. Yes. Uh, I saw just a variety of stores. You saw, that, uh, you saw a dark alleyway. I saw a dark alleyway. I saw that big statue that looks like a sperm. Yes. The sperm statue. Yeah. He was very excited about that. It was a wonderful tour. My dad is a sweet angel. I fucking busted a nut laughing. <laughs> Speaking of dads. Let's talk about Mulder's dad. Oh, you cannot make us talk about this episode. Even though we liked it. Yeah, we liked it. I just didn't write a lot of notes because I liked it. Let's talk about JFK. Let's okay, talk about yeah, Jeremy. So th- this is our first sort of vignette uh, about Ch- chapter. Yes, about the Smoky Man. And uh, we, you know what? I think we asked for this a while ago and we got what we asked for. We did. Yeah. I asked for a JFK flashback, and specifically JFK's murder. Yeah. And it happened. So we see, um, uh, we see Smoky Man, young, hot Smoky Man. Yeah, you were really invested in I hot I know, Smoky it's really Man. weird for me, <laughs> a gay, um, <laughs> but I was super into it. We're okay with yeah, calling yeah. genders hot. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. cool. Uh, and, um... So he gets kind of inducted into this new position with the army where they're like, hey, if you take this mission on, first of all, your dad was a communist and we know that. Uh, second of yeah. all. <laughs> and, wait. And Ronald Reagan, sorry, the Soggy Man says, I would pull, like the dad got I only wish that I had been able to pull the switch on the electric chair that killed him. That is cold as that ice. That is cold as ice, Ronnie. Wow. Love Ronnie. it. Ronnie, what are you um, doing? So he gets this new position where they're basically like, hey, if you do this thing that we're asking you to do, if you kill this guy that we're asking you to kill uh vis-a-vis the bay of pigs then yeah they said basically it was jfk's fault that the bay of pigs failed which yeah it, which it was <laughs> um so yeah if you if you do this for us you will no longer exist as a person no one will know your name no one no one will na- know the name of ronald reagan former president but not yet because it's the 60s Ronald, Ronald Reagan. Reagan. I wish we didn't know about Ronald Reagan. <laughs> yeah. I also want to point out something that made you and I maybe dislike this character a little bit more. Yeah. And that is Mr. Ronald Reagan said, I'd rather read a really bad book than see a very good movie. Yeah. And we're like, hey, you're dick. <laughs> you asshole. You suck. Come on. <laughs> really? Movies are good. Movies good are movies good. are good. Good movies are very good. You know what movie I saw recently with my parents in Mount Vernon? Oh, yeah? Get Out. Oh, how was it? I now, heard it's amazing. I was in a movie theater, an old movie oh, yeah? theater, full of old white people. Nice, nice, nice. So they loved it. 
No, actually, like, I don't think, here's the thing. As a white person, I cannot fully get out of that movie what a person of color can. Yeah, absolutely. But it was such a good movie. I still got a lot out of it. Oh, I'm glad. It was, it was so good. It was so good and it made me feel so uncomfortable. And I think that's what Peel wanted to do. Like, you know what I mean? Like that it wanted you to feel uncomfortable. And I can't believe, like I felt uncomfortable physically and emotionally. I cannot imagine what a person of color watching that could be. It was so good. I uh, I don't watch a lot of movies, but I definitely want to check that you one out. You have to see that. Even my parents got it. Oh, really? Yeah. If you get, like, two white 65-year-old, like, parents to, like, wow, like, that was effective. Yeah. Nice. That would, yeah, I would recommend that one. Other awesome. than watching the X-Files. Yeah. <laughs> Which we do a podcast about. Do we? Uh, which hey. is actually what we're doing right hey, now. do we? Do we, though? Do we, though? Do we do? Uh, is it about that? Let's talk about, so, uh, mm. GFK gonna die. Yes. The ha- set up a patsy, Lee Harvey Oswald. Mm-hmm. Who do I, I need to talk about him. Okay. His history, he was in the army. Yeah. But not very good at what he did. He was bad at army. He was very bad at army. Okay. And bad at like shooting and stuff. And that's why they say, oh, he didn't, he couldn't have shot couldn't the possibly president. Possibly. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, but he worked, um, apparently, according to this, and I'm not sure if this is true, he worked at the book suppository. Mm-hmm. Uh, did which, you say book suppository? Just checking. What? What's the word? Depository? Depository. <laughs> I'm not putting the books up my butt. Please don't. That's how you read, right? Yeah. That's why I'm not an avid reader. It just takes a long time. Well, that's, that's, when you, that's how you read when something makes you uh, roll your eyes so hard they fall down into your butt. <laughs> then you need a book suppository. That's, <laughs> that's why I only read paperback. Oh, yeah. Can't get a hard one up there. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta roll it. I just stick my Kindle right up there, and I'm like, "Hey, hey, you, you do the math." Have you heard of the kin- ki- uh, the Kindle dildo? <laughs> the kildo. The kildo. Oh, that sounds bad, actually. What have we brought? What are we talking? Anyway, about? the book factory. He's in the book. Yes, keeping storage place. And I will say, you know that it's the book depository because it is full of crates, and those crates, each one of them, has a big sign that reads books. What books? We Who don't knows? We don't know. Just books. Just books. Just many of them. Lots of them. Uh, now, while the ghost of... Well, no, not he's not the ghost. Actual Ronald Reagan, smoking man. Alive Ronald Reagan. Alive Ronald Reagan uh, is um, crawling through the sewer system. I thought he would be on the knoll. No knolls. No knolls to si- speak of. While Ronald Reagan is down in the sewer, he is... Um, his, his patsy... Mm-hmm. Lee Harvey Oswald is getting a soda. He is, and you and I took bets on what kind of soda it would be, and we were both wrong. I said grape. I said lemon lime. It was root beer. Well, he pressed the root beer button twice, didn't work, he got a cola instead. What do you think that means? Uh, it means he's for real an idiot because cola wasn't his first choice, and that's the best <laughs> soda, hands down. Truth. Hey, who gets root beer? I actually, you know what? Can I tell you? I've actually been on that root beer tip lately, and I'm actually getting into mm. it. I, I got sort of started with birch beers. Yes. And then I've been kind of getting more and more into root beers. Artisanal root beers? Can I tell you my favorite root beer Please. right now? Uh, it's the Phillips Intergalactic Root Beer. Really? Local. It's local super brew. Good, super good local yeah. brew. Yeah. I uh, enjoy their ginger ale. They actually do a cola now. Do they? I tried it for the first time. It was really good. But how is it compared to the root beer? Uh, root beer's better, in my opinion. If it was, hey, let me put it into terms you can understand. Okay. It's the last episode 
of The Bachelor. Mm -hmm. You have two bachelorettes. Yeah. Phillips Root Beer, Phillips Coke. Yeah. Who would you be proposing to right now? Phillips Root Beer. Easy. Wow. Yeah. But hey, but did you sleep with both of them? Oh, you know I did. (laughs) That fantasy suite? I got in that fantasy suite and I got up on those sodas. Good. We also had a lot of really important conversations about our lives and where we want them to go. Did you? Um, but yeah, we did fuck. Did you fuck? Yeah, we did. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. I'm glad I had that analogy right Yeah, me you. too. I'm glad. Um, Lee Harvey Oswald apparently did not shoot JFK. It was Ronald Reagan. In the sewer with a gun. <laughs> you hear that, GOP? Your God shot. Well, I guess they'd be that okay. That guy you didn't like, like very much. I guess that they would be okay with that. That kind of makes sense, actually. <laughs> it does. It's all, it's all coming together. Um, our mythos is correct. Yes. Ronald Reagan shot JFK. In it checks the, out. In the head. In the head. In a car. In on a the car. street. Um, so they arrest Lee Harvey in a theater, which they actually did. Yeah. And uh, he's like, I'm not the one. Trust no one. Aliens. And it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of fun watching how... Um, uh, Ronald Reagan kind of set up that whole thing. Yeah. Saying, I'm going to be, thank you for these curtain rods, wink. I'm going to be in the theater, wink. I love watching movies, wink. Except we know he hates movies. We know he hates um, movies. So that's that first vignette is we just kind of see him. And now you sh- said. Shoot Jifk. Jifk. And somewhere Baby Mulder's like, <gasps> no. <laughs> um, You said that if this was the show, you'd watch it. Yeah. I'd watch it, too. I would like this show. Super 60, 1962 Super Assassin. Yeah. I would like to see... You know what show I want to watch? Now, this is a little bit slidersy, I think. But I would watch a show where we see, like, Ronald Reagan in the past do things and they, like, ripple effect change the present. Maybe there's a time travel element. I just want to see Ronald Reagan... How he personally has fucked up America. I want to see how he has fucked up every single moment in America's history. Because I know, I know he has. When he was president, he did. Yeah. Uh, but I'd just like to see the ripple effect. Maybe it was just him. Just Maybe Americans through history. were all good people except for this one man. And he caused the badness. Oh, man. I did look at you on point during this and say, like, I wish that Smoking Man was still up in America, like, controlling it. Because he would have, I think, some things to say. <laughs> The next vignette is another assassination. It's in black and white. But it's in black and white. Do you know why? I don't. Probably the Gerblins say something about something. Yeah, they probably make some reference and then. I don't know. We weren't listening to them. No, no, we we were laughing about jokes. <laughs> that we made. That we made. <laughs> to ourselves. To ourselves. Uh, he's going to, uh, now he's going to do another. Uh, oh. What? When do we see him writing his book? Because I'm very no, sorry about no, that. Okay. no, personally. So he is writing a book, and he he has a nom de plume, and his <laughs> nom de plume is a very good name that I got very excited about. You got horny for, didn't I you? I did. It's Raoul Bloodworth. Oh, that's a good oh. name. Oh, say it again. Raoul Bloodworth. <laughs> As someone with a secret nom de plume that I will not say, uh, I appreciate a, a good one when I if, see it. But if you email doublexfilespodcast at gmail.com, I'll tell you. Okay. Well, you, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 I'll tell you my secret nom de plume. I'll sell some more books. Maybe. Yeah? Yeah. Some more horny books. They might be a little horny. They're I'm not so gonna lie horny. to you. Because <laughs> you know what? I stuffed them right up my keister. Oh, you did? You just put them right up there? I printed them because they are online. And you got to roll up each page individually and oh, just no. yeah? nudge it up there. A little bit of a paper cut situation. Oh, no. 
But it's worth it. We actually sell a, a package it with a, a salve for that. <laughs> Doubles as lube. I do need to support you, my friend, Allison. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we see, uh, Smokey Man talking with a sort of cabal of shadowy figures. They're talking about what to do about this whole MLK situation. These black people. Yeah, what are we gonna do about them? They're feisty. They're getting feisty, they uh, say. and they suggest maybe a sex tape? <laughs> Should we make an MLK sex tape? No, to I, discredit him? I kind of think, I don't know, but in the back of my heart, I think there was something that came out Do you out think like there was? That. Yeah. We'll have to look it up. Because they talk about, yeah, like, what if we... With a white woman. Yeah, what if we show a, a sex tape of him with a white woman? I don't think it was an actual sex tape. But they, like, I think tried to was, put it out I there. I don't... I don't... I'm an idiot. I am a historian, but it just... I get an inkling of that. Maybe we'll have to look it up. Yeah, well, I mean, there were lots of, like, sort of details in this that were why you, true-ish. Why don't you bring us home, and then I'm going to see... What's okay, going on? so they, uh, first of all, I do have to mention that they say the words wet insert operation. Which is MLK's sex tape? Yeah, it might be. And uh, I just, I need to know more about what that is because it sounds amazing and horny. So we see Smoking Man walking to the church where MLK is uh, doing a sermon. And our, our background boy for this episode pops up. Oh, she's so sweet. So she is this sweet woman that is just walking into the church and she's got like a lovely little 1960s hat and ensemble. Uh, and she sort of says hello to Ronald Reagan as she heads into the church. But She doesn't say hello because then she wouldn't be a background boy. Oh, yeah. She, no, gives she a doesn't say nod. anything. She gives him a nod. And it's just like, just lovely, a lovely piece of acting there uh, from this background boy. So um, I did look it up and there are claims that MLK had like orgies with white people okay that sounds like that's but that's the claim that's so that's the that's the conspiracy yeah. government thing right so anyway ronald reagan takes the gun yeah and in the black and white while the speech there is an mlk speech um over the the sound mm-hmm. the sound thing uh he shoots him and then we see a picture of the real photograph of the people kind of by his hotel room after yep. the after the assassination and then his his um, coffin. And too. you said that you were you were glad that they had put in I'm, some real photos. Because here's the thing. Like I get it. Killing JFK, it has a lot of historical significance. I would argue uh, Martin Luther King's assassination has even more historical significance. Oh, absolutely. Significance. <laughs> I would not hesitate to say that. And so I'm okay with, because the amount of movies and TV shows who have played with JFK's assassination, I'm okay with it kind of being a little cheesy. Yeah. I'm not okay with this being a little cheesy, so I'm glad they brought it back to the historical artifacts. Yeah, because there is, I mean, I'm glad you bring it up, there is a difference in, you know, I talk a lot about how um, the X-Files kind of take serious subjects and toys with them. Um, yeah. Sometimes successfully, sometimes not, but there is a big difference in doing that with JFK's assassination and MLK's assassination because uh, with MLK, you are talking about an event that is incredibly important to a marginalized community. Oh yeah, and and, and to the United States as well. Yeah, and then not that JFK's wasn't, but there is a difference. There is a oh, there's a hundred percent a difference. Yeah, <laughs> because I mean. For JFK, there's a bunch of other white presidents lining up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you're going to have, throw a stone, you'll have another white Democratic president, right? Yeah. Um, so I am glad they showed those photos. Yeah. For sure. Um, now, I predicted that the third assassination was going to be Robert Kennedy. Uh-huh. And they kind of alluded to it? They did allude to the fact that he might have, like, after MLK, moved on to, to Robert Kennedy. But the third assassination was something different. 
Yes. Uh, before we move on to that, we see actually a rejection letter for oh, Raoul yeah. Bloodworth. Can you tell us about Raoul's? Well, apparently his story that he wrote that he sent to publishers yes. was very bad. It was like they were really mean to him. Yeah, because that the rejection letter we see, like they pan across it, and you can see phrases like "frankly crap" and "not worth my time." So he is getting rejection letter, rejection letters, and into from 1962 to 1991. Yeah, this is why he's so angry. So in 1991, we see him uh, at the head of a table full of uh, uh, men who are basically making all of the choices about how the world is run. So I guess this is the start of like the Dead Presidents Club. Yeah, I think I guess it must be. Um, but and, but it's 1991, and there's a black dude there, so it couldn't be only Dead Presidents. Well, I think these are like the lackeys of the Dead Presidents. Oh, the lackeys. So Reagan's okay. giving them their marching orders. Got it. Got um, it got but it. they're talking about like who's gonna win the Oscars? Are the Bulls gonna win the? Super Bowl? Say that again. Who? Hey, who? The Bulls. No. Bills? Got it. Okay. Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills. Get it? Soup. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Super um, Bowl. Sport. Uh-huh. Yeah. And they also, can I also say? Yes, please. Uh, they also mentioned the Miracle on Ice when the Americans beat the Soviets in, in the 80s. And uh, by the way, Canada did it first. Fuck y'all. Uh, <laughs> but they, they talk about how they did this. They gave the goalie like a ring and it was like poison so he didn't feel good. <laughs> That's so stupid. The, the Soviet one. And it just like, I love that. Yeah. I love it so much. So uh, ostensibly Reagan rigged that whole thing. Uh, also, I do want to say uh, right now, the NHL playoffs are still going on. Oh, yeah. Uh, I felt like I had egg on my face because when I started cheering for the Leafs on this podcast, that was the day they uh, <clears throat> lost. Oh, you actually do have a little bit of egg on your face. I have a lot. It's all over there. It's awful. Uh, but right now we have one team still left, Ottawa. Mm-hmm. One Canadian team still left, so... Yeah, I know I, a lot of my um, friends are cheering for the Oilers, so... No, they're gone. Yeah, they're very sad about it. Yeah, they were? Okay. I was sad, too. I want a Canadian team to win the cup, y'all. Yeah. It's our cup. Belongs to us by rights. By our rights. We spat in it first. Yep. <laughs> we licked it. It's ours now. So uh, we see Mulder uh, give out Christmas presents to his little friends no, there. No, not Mulder. Reagan. Reagan. I got. I'm so used to talking about Mulder. I know it's it's cleansing. So not used to talking about Mulder. So Reagan hands out Christmas presents to his friends, um, and the, he gives them all matching ties. Which to which we said squad goals. <laughs> and we also said, but but what about money, sir? Could we please maybe we could have some money? Some money? Some money? Please we make the world run. We do choose about the Oscars. Do you think they like? So we talked about like everything. Do you think they? Like, I mean, 91, that was, like, Nickelodeon primetime. Yeah, it was. Do you think they choose, like, the Teen Choice Awards? I think they do. I think they choose Breakout Star, Best Kiss, and I think they choose Who Gets Slimed. (laughs) Everyone. Rosie O'Donnell, double time. Oh, double slimed. (laughs) That makes me feel better about the world. (laughs) So while they're doing this meeting, um, we can see that... Uh, he is getting a call from uh, Saddam Hussein online, too, which he what? ignores. Hey, what does Saddam want? Just wants to chat. Hey. Hey. What's up, America? Like, hey, how do you think my next 10 years are going to go? You think it's going to be good? Do you think it's going to, like, I've got a pretty good feeling. <laughs> In my tum-tum. <laughs> I mean, you put me here, so. So. You going to help me uh, out, though? I feel like uh, it's going to be good. 
and then the, uh, and then he gets a message that Gorbachev has Gorby. resigned. Gorby's gone. Good old Gorbo. Ninety one. Yeah. Merry Christmas to democracy. Can I tell you, it's very weird teaching about the Cold War in a classroom full of Americans or Canadians. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then to a classroom full of kids who grew up in a communist society. Yeah, tell me. They love my sarcasm. Because, <laughs> well, here's the thing with the Cold War. Like, when you say that, you know, the Americans were so scared about communism, like, the American kids and the Canadian kids kind of take it at value. But the but my kids now, um, a lot of them grew up in China. They're like, well, why? And I'm like, yeah, why? <laughs> And so we came up with the, I mean, I helped them along, but these are old, rich, white guys who do not want their government taken away from them. Yeah. (laughs) Who do not want the power to go to the people. Um, And my kids just laugh at that. They're like, oh, those rich, white people. Those old, rich, whiteies. Can I tell you my kids played or tried to play a prank on me? Please. And one of my kids came back and brought with her uh, treats. Mm. And she had, like, a whole desk full. But, okay, so she had these, I would say, vacuum-packed things of, like, um, spicy fermented cabbage and chicken feet. Oh, yeah. And I've never eaten a chicken foot before. Mm-hmm. So she's like, Miss Drum, you have to, you have to try these. You have to try these. And all the, all my girls are like, yeah, go try them. Because they love to give me, because I'm a white person, they love to give me weird treats. Yeah. Um, and I love it, too. So they... Give one to me, and I'm like, how, how, how do I eat it? <laughs> and they're like, Oh, Miss S, you're such a white person. I'm like, I know, please, <laughs> but please, I want to eat so it. So she's like, No, no, just try to. They told me to just eat it how I would naturally eat it. So I started eating it like a corn on the cob, <laughs> and these kids lost their minds. Oh my god, I love it. So apparently, you're supposed to eat it like a chair. You 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 put it, you pop it in your mouth, and kind of. You work it over, you get all the meat out, and you pull out the bone. Okay. Yeah. That's Hilarious. what I... It was really good. So, it's... The spice was really good. Um, it's like... It would be a good, like, treat snack. Nice. That's how they eat it. But they... Oh, I, I... My white person antics just made them laugh. <laughs> and I'm glad. <laughs> like, nice. kids, white people are stupid. <laughs> yeah, man. So, uh, after the meeting, um, Reagan goes back to his place, and he starts writing a very sad story about a sad man at Christmas being sad. Now, this is when you pointed out the true allegory of this episode, which is the smoking man is really Chris Carter. It did. This is where it did start to strike me as being like a little self-involved. <laughs> like, look, boo. Now, and I also kind of feel what weird painting the smoking man as a picture, a man who apparently assassinated MLK as a sympathetic character. Yeah. And there's like, like, that's really complicated, too, because obviously sort of one of the main parts of this episode that not a lot of people apparently got when they watched it mm-hmm. was um, that not necessarily everything that Froicky's saying in the story that he's telling, which is what we're seeing, is true. Yeah, so because it, it, when we read the Wikipedia, they say that these assassinations and whatever are not canon. Yeah, they're saying like, oh, this is Froicky telling a story and it's an unreliable narrator and we don't know if it's true or not. But still, we saw it happen. We saw it happen, so I'm going to trust my eyeballs and not the Gerblins. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I, I would agree with that. Like, regardless of whether he, it was something he wanted to do or regretted doing, eh, let's not, <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, this is where the story started getting a little weird for me. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, he gets, on Christmas? Yeah. He gets called in 
Uh, Daddy Deep Throat calls him in and he says, we got something and we got to get rid of it or the whole, everything we have done, uh, everything that we have built, it will all be gone if people see this. Mm-hmm. And it's an alien. It's an alien, yeah, in a, like, some kind of hangar. He's up, He's upset. He got boo-boos. Yeah. He's not happy. He's not, not having happy. a good time. Uh, now, um, apparently in this team, this tag team, Ronald Reagan, the smoking man, is the killer. Yes. And Deep Throat is the liar. Yes. Does that mean, like, I guess he was lying to Mulder? Or? I don't really know. I'm not going to read too deeply. Do we care? It. Do we care? No, we absolutely. That's what it is, is we just don't care. Yes. Um, so he says, you do the alien killing, you're the killer, and I'm the liar. And and um, then weirdly, uh, Smoking Man is like, I've never killed anybody in my life, and you're going to make me start now. And we're like, we just saw you kill two people. I think that's like the Gerblin thing. Okay. Right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. It's very confusing. Yeah. Uh, and then they flip a coin, and uh, Ronald Reagan wins the coin toss. Even though they did not determine the rules of the coin toss yeah. prior to the coin toss happening, he just flips it and he says, heads. And then the other guy's like, oh, I guess I'll kill the alien. Then it's like, you didn't determine what that meant. You just did it. Well, <laughs> what do you guys just know? Is this like a regular thing for you? I think they do it a okay. lot. They've assassinated a lot of gonna, aliens. Who's going to get the ice cream? Who's yeah. going to pick the movie on Who's going to get Chinese food? Okay. Yeah. Uh, and so, um, yeah, Deep Throat has to go in and kill the alien. Oddly shoots him. Weird choice. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> if he has to put on an oxygen mask. Yeah. Which means there is something going on in this enclosure that might be highly flammable. Yeah. It's very suspicious. You're going to shoot the... How do you know where to shoot the alien? Yeah. And also, just why would you... It's already in a medical situation. Just pull the plug. Just unplug the alien. Yeah. It's very strange. Because you don't know if you shoot it in his head, maybe that's his, like, camel fat sack. The head. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe his brain that's is That's keeps his... all his camel fat. Maybe his brain's in his butt. You don't know. Yeah, you might have to shoot him in the butt. <laughs> or the dick. Or the dick. Maybe that alien thinks with his dick. <laughs> anyway, just choke an alien out is what I'm saying. Yeah, that's all we want. To choke the alien head, which would be his dick. Yeah. Hey. Mm, better call in the ATF. Things are getting sexy. <laughs> Um, uh, so then, is that it? Yeah, no. and then we go to, that's that's the third vignette. So then we go to the fourth vignette. And this is where I there really hate it. There are too many vignettes. This is the last one, and it's very bad. Uh, so we see William B. Davis, R- Ronald Reagan, um, finally, finally get an acceptance letter for his novel that he wrote, sadly, at Christmas about sadness. And um, he's so excited. He can't wait. He picks up the phone. He calls the publication house. They're clearly giving him the runaround. Yeah. Uh, they tell him they're going to give him $2,500. Yeah. Uh, and he doesn't have an agent or anything. Anyways, there, there are some specifics about why this is a sketchy situation, but let's not go into it. Um, and he's so, ex- he's just so excited. And so he just doesn't. He, yeah, he's a very sad man, it seems. Uh, so he says, yeah, do it. Do the story. Do it. Have it. And then he writes a resignation letter to the FBI. Yeah, I'm going to quit the FBI because now I have... $2,500. I have $2,500 and I've published one story in a porno mag. And uh, this is what bothers me, I think, about this episode. This is the part that just didn't quite work for me. Is like, it gives us this Im- implication um, that Smoky Man has just been waiting for his big break in writing and he's just been working at the fbi like as a side gig 
Well, maybe his side hustle is the writing. Yeah. And once he breaks big, it's like when we break it big into podcasting, we're going to quit our jobs. Oh, when that happens. <laughs> or when you break big with your porno business. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I get to carry on your coattails, right? Oh, absolutely. I'll be your, you can be my sugar daddy. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. That's why I'm into this relationship. Yeah. <laughs> when you hit a big. Oh, you're going to be right on my coattails. For sure. Um, now he gets the magazine. Yeah. It's got a busty lady riding a mountain. Sure does. I mean, that would hurt. Mm. Uh, and he... <laughs> They're rocky. They're ro- it's just pointy. Sometimes snowy. Ooh. Cold out there. Don't like it. No. No. Not interesting. But you could write that, though. Yeah. Oh. TM, TM, TM. TM, 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 TM. What would the mountain's name be? Uh, the, I mean, Rocky would be the obvious. I was going to say Thunderspike. That's why I'm the writer. Shit. That's why you're going to earn the big bucks. <laughs> uh, so he looks in the magazine and he's like, this is not the ending that I have written. I did not write this. Yeah. She's, he's very she's, upset. The woman is deep-throating the mountain. I didn't write that. And so now he's upset. Yeah. Uh, and he uh, walks over to a bench and he sits down. And it, uh, a man is digging through the trash for a box of, he finds a box of chocolates. He's oh. like, chocolates? And he sits down to eat it. Uh. And um, a smoking man just kind of goes on this tirade about why boxes of chocolates are bad and garbage. And, you know, it's like obviously a metaphor for life. But also it's kind of like, hey, you know, Forrest Gump, I can do it better. Watch me go. No, you can't. Forrest Gump is a natural treasure. A natural treasure? A natural treasure. Okay. A treasure given to us by nature. Shrimp. Shrimp. <laughs> Have you ever been to a Bubba Gump's? I've never been to a Bubba Gump's. Okay, you know how Jimmy Buffett has Margaritaville? Yeah. And they have a restaurant? Uh-huh. There's a Bubba Gump one. It's very Jimmy Buffett. I've Buffett-esque. heard of it. I've actually seen it. I've been past them. We've, we went to one. My very, we, my, my family frequented the restaurants that had to do with many themes. Oh, yeah. So Bubba Gump was for you. When I went to my first Bubba Gump in... Uh, San Francisco, Fisherman's Pier, I my eyes were like big jelly donuts. <laughs> because I tell you what, on each table, they have two license plates. Mm-hmm. They have Run, Forest, Run, and Stop, Forest, Stop. Oh, my God. So when you want a waiter to stop at your table, you put Stop, Forest, Stop. And I thought that was the smartest, funniest thing I've ever seen as a 10-year-old. That's amazing. I loved it. I loved it. Now I'm allergic to shrimp and can never eat there again, so my life is ruined. Thanks, Bubba. Thanks, Bubba. Thanks, Bubba. Anyway, what happened? It was just bad. It was a bad, it was a bad end to the episode. Yeah, he writes about the ch- box of chocolates, and then, um, or he talks about it. It's stupid. I hate it. I hate it. Uh, and then he rips up his resignation letter, uh, and then we kind of go back to him watching over the gerblins, and he, like, <gasps> He almost shoots the Gerblin. Yeah, we see through his scope that uh, Frohickey, our least favorite Gerblin, comes out of the shipping container where they all live, and uh, he's got him in his sights, and then he unsqueezes the trigger and says, but not today. So one day. Yeah, one day. One day we will be <laughs> cleansed. <laughs> That's that. It gave us hope that one day. That one day we'll be cleansed. We can stop looking at that Gerblin. It's so funny because, like, these people like the, those three guys. Yeah. And, like, the other two I don't really have any qualms with, but this one I do not like. The fact that those other two hang out with that one? Like, he's so fucking inappropriately horny all the time. <laughs> Keep it in your pants. Yeah, be appropriately horny. God, R.L. Stein. Okay, 
Let's rate it. Okay. I rate on a spooky scale. One is I tie tie. Two or what? One is I am tie tie. Five is I'm will never sleep again. Yeah. As you can tell, I'm I'm hitting a one. Pretty tie tie. Yeah. I think because the JFK thing was kind of cool, I'll give it a 1.05. Yeah, you got excited about that. Yeah, I did. That's a really, you're getting really in the weeds there with your ratings. I'm trying to be accurate. Okay, okay, okay. So uh, I rate on a rage scale, and that goes from one, which means I love this perfect, beautiful episode, and I praise the writers, and I wish I could be just like them. Uh, to, well, we haven't hit one yet. No, we haven't hit one yet. Uh, It goes all the way to Excelsis Day, which is, this is the worst episode we've ever seen in our lives, and we regret having seen it. Um, and I'm gonna give this a three. Wow. Yeah. I think this is our first three of the season? Yeah, it It might be. be. Uh, it was, like, True Life, it was a good episode. People liked this episode a lot. I had a few problems with it, but not as many as I usually have, and there was a lot of it that was quite enjoyable. Also, Mulder wasn't in it. Mulder wasn't in it, and it was good. Exactly. Yeah, I liked it. Good. Uh, yeah. Hey. Hey. I don't know what kind of segment this is. Okay. Um, maybe you tell me. I have some quotes. Please. From, uh, Chris Carter. Mm Mm-hmm. And Ronald Reagan, the Smoking Man. Are you saying that we're going to play a game? We are going to play a game. Well, what kind of segment would that be? Uh, I think it's going to be called, we're going to play a game. Oh, I know. Do you want to play a game? About the X-Files? Okay. Yeah? Sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I can write a song about that, but I'll do my best. No, or you can write a song, or that could just be it. Oh, okay. What I just I did. See, I see. That's, that's okay. it. Okay. Now. Allison. Yes. I have quotes. Mm -hmm. You have to tell me. Smoking Man or Chris Carter? Please. Anyone who can appease a man's conscience can take his freedom away from him. Smoking Man. Smoking Man is correct. Nice. I love jazz and funk because it is hard. If it's not hard, it's not worth doing. Oh, that's a toughie. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say Chris Carter. It is Chris Carter. You are correct. Although it did sound like Smoking Man based on his opinions about books and movies. <laughs> I I can see him as a jazz man. A lot of these quotes are um, about social media, so I gotta, I gotta be kind of picky about Chris Carter. <laughs> so many things for me are unfortunate in the commercialization of something that is special. I'm going to say Chris Carter again. It is Chris Carter. You did a good job. Nice. Um, that sounds like a shitty thing you'd say. Men can never be free because they're weak, corrupt, worthless, and restless. I mean, I want to say that's Chris Carter, but I think it's Smoking Man. It is Smoking Man. You are correct. <laughs> Let me give you one more, okay? okay? And I'll make sure it's a good one. Give me a real toughie. See, it's just... Chris Carter talks a lot about social media and the X-Files... Yeah, Smoking Man doesn't really do that. I promise you, The X-Files is not closed forever. Is it uh, Smoking Man? It is Christopher Carter. Oh, God damn it. You got <laughs> me with that yeah, one. Yeah, I know. See? Huh? Four, four out of huh? five. Four out not of five. Bad. That's good. Not bad. Not bad. Hey, we'll hey. put up some quotes. Yeah. Maybe we'll do some of those cool quote memes. Yeah, those. Let's. Yeah, I'm huh? a young kid. Huh? We are. I mean, we're young. Yeah. We're young at heart. We're pretty young. Right, Jimmy? Buffett? Yeah. Yeah. Where's my drink? Let's do predictions. Okay. Anything could happen based on a name. Anything could happen when you're playing the prediction game. 
tell me, Courtney, what's it gonna be? A way to dredge up all of your childhood anxiety. It's your turn to predict. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you are predicting, okay, season four, episode eight, the title, Tunguska. Uh, excuse me? Tunguska. Tongue, eh? <laughs> Guska. Now, I do have to say, I did see the picture. Okay. And that is Crycheck. It is Crycheck. Oh, boy. <laughs> We're very excited about that. Last time we saw him, he was burfing up slime. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, it's in all the slime. Okay. Mulder. Yep. Finds Crycheck. Okay. Because <laughs> they locked him in that thing. They sure did. He real hungry. Yeah. He smells real bad. <laughs> And uh, they're going to team up. Oh, team up. Because Crycheck is like, you know what? The government, Ronald Reagan, they fucked us over. They mm-hmm. fucked me over personally. Mm-hmm. So we're going to team up. We're going to go to Tanzania. Nope. Was it? Tungaska. Tungaska. Where do you think that is? Pennsylvania. Okay. Sounds like a Pennsylvania city. <laughs> I don't know. Someplace tropical. Um, Not Pennsylvania. And they are hunting down the other pyramid thing. There's okay. another one. There's another one. Yeah, they have to go hunt it down and they're going to destroy it. Okay. Well, okay, Krychek wants to destroy it, but Mulder wants to, like, take pictures of it for truth. Okay, so half a point for Mulder Krychek team up. Okay. Uh, and half a point for destroying an alien artifact. Yes. Well, Krychek wants to do it and then backstabs Mulder. Okay. Okay. Yes. But someone has that intention. Yes. Yes. Okay. Cool. I hope so. That sounds like fun. I'm excited about like that one. I'm excited I, about it. You know, I missed Crycheck. I missed him. He's kind of a badass. I kind of like him a I lot. I like him a lot. I like him a lot. He's just, so, just our sweet angel. Just our sweet boy. If you think we're sweet boys, I want you to go to your podcast app or iTunes and leave us a good review. Yeah, we would. I really appreciate it, and it really helps us get the word out. And you know what? Even... Even tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell one per. Hey, go to that person's birthday party, your best friend's birthday party, and print out our entire podcast RSS feed. Oh, yeah. And then wrap it in a big box mm-hmm. and give it to them. They're, you know what? That's a smashing birthday present. It's a very good and birthday And they're going to thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And if you want to get in touch with us... Uh, which we always love. Yep. Uh, you can write us at doublexfilespodcast at gmail.com. That's double spelt out. Mm-hmm. You can go to our Facebook or our Instagram, just doublexfiles. And our Twitter is as well. Oh, yeah. And our Twitter. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. We people got a Twitter. People tweet at us. People tweet at us. We're cool. Uh, but our Tumblr, which is even cooler, is fuck yeah, double X files. It's all the dank memes you could ever want. Yep. Mm-hmm. All those aliens smoking those bongs. <laughs> Hot off the presses. <laughs> uh, remember, we do like we do like to. We haven't done a um, hometown X file in a while, so if you, we would love for you guys to take time to write in to us so we can read your hometown X. Yeah, X-Files. we love to hear about any spooky things that are going on or have been going on in your hometown. Yeah, or your state or province or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. what ifs? What Anything else? Oh, I, can I do a quick plug? I guess. Guys, I have a book coming out. <gasps> oh, shit. You have a book coming out. I uh, wrote a fantasy novel a couple years ago, and it's going to be published by Nine Star Press in December. So I'm going to keep talking about it constantly so you'll know that it's happening. But I wanted to give you guys uh, a heads up 
early just so you can get excited if you're kind of into fantasy novels or you like stories that have queer protagonists, uh, differently able protagonists. Uh, yeah, it, it P gay. It's, it's very gay, yes. Love it. Um, and uh, two of the three main characters are um, people of color, so. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> It is. We are going to be posting about this. We'll post. I'll post. Yeah, about it. but I'm just really excited, and I. I hope When's that, it coming out? Uh, December 25th. <gasps> Merry um, Christmas! <laughs> and the publisher Nine Star Press. They um, all of their books feature LGBTQIA plus main characters and stories. So if that's the kind of thing you want to read more of, you should go check out all their stuff. Buy this book. Can you like pre-order it yet? Uh, no, but I'll let you guys know when you can pre-order it. Good. Let me know so I can pre-order it in my book bookstore nice and then hey allison you gonna sign up for me yeah i'll sign it for you good give you a little <laughs> little, little yes yeah. okay cool <laughs> hey if you buy this book send it to allison and she'll sign it okay then, well that's a lot and then we'll send it back i will i'll maybe, do that maybe we can do some kind of i'll do it okay cool. i'll spend my own money sending it back for sure that's pretty cute uh-huh i know because i love you oh okay this is getting too weird are you ready to rumble? I'm ready to rumble. By that, I mean take a nap. Oh, hell yeah. Until next time, the truth, truth is out there. there. Allison, life is like a box of chocolates. Oh, no.